0: hey y'all this is charlie we are living loving laughing and grace and welcome my friend you have just joined another one of our holy communion specials for the year also known as the lord's supper and um, as promised from our vision of the year podcast uh, we are gonna have quite a few of these this year and the lord has just given me something so rich you know his word is so very rich I just can't wait to share this with you uh he is just so incredible you know i have been studying and and meditating on and enjoying uh first corinthians 11 and the passage on the lord's supper for over a decade and yet still even still today as i was refreshing myself In that word Jesus has just opened up something entirely new to me a fresh revelation and that's why I'm so excited to share it with you amen and we know that the word is rich because Jesus Christ himself is the word we could never possibly exhaust all the goodness and riches and and grace and love and blessings that he has for us out of his word because we cannot exhaust him hallelujah Amen. And, and we know that every time we come to the word, we are coming to see Jesus. When we gather, we gather to see Jesus. We celebrate the Lord's Supper to celebrate Jesus and all that he has accomplished for us at the cross. Hallelujah. And so we are going to jump right into this word uh, again from 1 Corinthians 11, And we're gonna start a little further back this time than we did in in that most recent podcast. We're gonna start in verse 17. And um, this is Paul writing a letter to the Corinthians, which is a church that he, uh, he helped establish. And remember my friends, when we are reading, even though these are letters that Paul wrote, God calls these his scriptures, this is his word. So in essence, this is the Lord speaking through Paul. Paul was simply the secretary, right? Peter was the secretary. James and John were secretaries. All the authors of the Bible were merely secretaries. God was the one who gave the word. Listen, in 2 Timothy 3.16, it says all scripture, say all scripture with me, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And in the original Greek, this word inspiration, it's not like he gave them the idea. It is actually the breathing of God. My friend, what happens when you talk? Can you talk without breathing? (laughs) No, you can't, (laughs) right? When you talk, you breathe. God breathed every word of the Bible. And it says that it is profitable for doctrine for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. My friend, this is the sole book where we get our doctrine from. Okay, unfortunately, there are many, uh, I I don't even know, some of them aren't even Christian. Some are Christian that have kind of gone by the wayside that claim to be Christian, but their doctrine does not come from the Bible. They hardly even teach the Bible. They hardly even use the Bible. When God himself said, this is the book. That you use for your doctrine, the book. We don't add to God's word. Now, can we use other resources to help us understand God's word? Yes, but my friends, those should not take priority over reading God's word itself. Right? Only God's word is where we see we see Jesus' face, where we come to Him. Only God's word was directly God breathe and it says that it is profitable for us I said your other resources are great you all know I use other resources so long as they are helping me to understand God's word so long as they are pointing me to Jesus Christ hallelujah and so it says his word is profitable for us my friends this is the most profitable book there is and remember God didn't write this for his profiting he's already profiting he wrote it for Our profiting for our soul to prosper, for our bodies to prosper. As you're going to see, when we delve into this word on the Lord's Supper, it will be a word that will profit your soul and body. Hallelujah. It gives us doctrine, reproof, correction for instruction and righteousness. Why? Listen, that the man of God may be complete. He wants you completely, thoroughly equipped lacking nothing, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Hallelujah, my friend. Woo! Amen. Isn't this good? God is so good. I don't know how we got on to 2 Timothy 3.16, so we're just going to go back to First Corinthians 11. <laughs> Amen. But I think maybe we just needed to, to, to hear that. Yes, this is God's word. And this is where we come to be fed. Hallelujah. Just like you're doing right now, my friend, every time you tune in, you are being fed from God's word. You are being fed of the Lord. He is, you know, you cannot be in the presence of Jesus without being transformed. The Bible tells us that in 2 Corinthians 3, 18, that every time we behold his glory, we are transformed into his image from glory to glory, which means it's an ever increasing glory. My friends, you do not walk away the same as when you first came. When you go to church, you know, as long as you're going to a church that lifts up Jesus Christ, that exalts Jesus Christ, my friends, same thing. You will not walk away from a single sermon the same as when you got there when you listen when you come to the word my friends we don't walk away the same hallelujah we walk away with an increasing glory hallelujah amen amen so now again back to First 1 Corinthians 1117 I told you all Jesus got me excited and you know when he gets me excited I just want to talk about him and all of his word OK, so listen, though, we're going to get serious for a moment because the Lord gets serious with these Corinthians. And this is actually a very large church. You know, uh, I don't know the size of it at this point. It has already grown to be a very large church. But archaeologists have found this church and it seated at least 100,000 people. Amen, my friends. Of course, God wants to, is calling out to everyone. He wants to save every single person who is willing, my friends. Big churches are God's idea. We have a big God. That doesn't mean if you go to a small church, there's anything wrong with it. But you know, I often find actually that it's the smaller churches I've been to that persecute the bigger ones. My friend, remember God's the one that builds the church. He's the one that calls the people in. Amen. Don't we want more people coming in to hear the name of Jesus Christ? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Okay. So first Corinthians 11, 17 again, it says, so Paul is writing here, as we know by the word, by the, by the mouth of God says now in giving these instructions, I do not praise you. Okay. So he didn't start off that way. You know, we're in chapter 11. So Paul has talked about them about many different things and now he's coming to something that he has to correct them on my friends who said under grace we don't get correction in fact the more we receive of God's grace the better we become at receiving correction you know what causes insecurity and pride which causes us to not want to receive correction is a lack of grace is a lack of receiving grace it's when we think that everything depends on us and our efforts then it's very hard for us to hear That we've done something wrong or we don't have it all together but when we're under grace it's like honey i already know that that's why i need jesus because i ain't got it all together (laughs) amen okay (laughs) he's so good so he says give these instructions i do not praise you since you come together not for the better but for the worse Ooh, this is serious for first of all when you come together as a church listen He's saying, when you come to gather together as a church, I hear that there are divisions among you. My friend, what what does that tell us? That tells us that there shouldn't be divisions among us, that as brothers and sisters in Christ, we all have the same spirit, of course, the spirit of the Lord. And so there should be unity among us. That doesn't mean we can't disagree with each other, but we can disagree with each other sometimes and still remain in unity. Like I disagree with you, but I still love you. I still care about you. I still want what's best with you and um, uh, best for you. And in fact, my friends, the people you love the most, it's often because you love them so much that sometimes you have to disagree with them, right? So you, so you can help them out and, and hopefully we can receive that as well. But he's saying that there are actual divisions. There's 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 not unity. And he says, listen, and in part I believe it, for there must also be factions among you that those who are approved may be recognized among you. He's saying, so I do believe that there are divisions because some of you I can see that you are approved, and some of you aren't. And that's how we know um, who, who's believing in the Lord. And it says, therefore, therefore, why are there divisions? Why, why are there cliques? Why are there uh, believers going to the same church that don't want to associate with each other that, that are, you know, just not getting along? He gives us one reason, my friends. Therefore, when you come together in one place, so he is talking about when they physically gather for church, when you come together in one place, it is not to eat the Lord's supper. Oh, Did you hear that? He gave us one reason why there is division in the church, because when they come together, they are not coming together to eat the Lord's supper. Wow. I think over, over the years, we've really lost this. I've been to some churches where we receive the Lord's supper once a year some of them not at all. And I can tell you something. Those were actually the churches I went to that that you could very easily see the cliques. You you could see the divisions. At that time I did not know this scripture, but he just told us you want to have unity in the church. And my friends, we can also apply this to our families. Because what he just showed us is the secret to unity is to receive the Lord's Supper together. Of course, my friends, think of this. When we receive the Lord's Supper, instead of looking at each other and our faults in each other, we're looking to Jesus, the one who has washed away our sins. We're looking to Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. We're looking to Jesus and, and we're reminded that God, our Father, no longer sees Our faults, he no longer sees our imperfections. He sees us in the perfection of his son. And my friend, you know, the more we look to Jesus, the more and the easier it is to see Jesus and those around us. And when we have that constant reminder that, you know what? God's not judging me for my faults anymore. He judged Christ at the cross. God is not looking at me in my imperfections anymore. He's looking at me in the perfection of Jesus. And as we receive that into our own hearts, my friends, we will start looking at each other in that same way. But we can't give a gift to someone else that we haven't first received for ourselves. Hallelujah. When we receive the Lord's Supper, we are celebrating his death as we learned before. And we are reminded you know what? Jesus died for this brother or sister, the same death that he died for me. He loves them too. He loves them like he loves me. They are now my Abba's children. Oh, my friend, think of it just like you, you long For your own children to get along with each other, right? How it pleases your heart when you see your children loving on each other, taking care of each other, being good to each other. The same for, where do we think that comes from? It comes from our Heavenly Father. He loves to see us loving on each other, taking care of each other, being patient with each other as He has been so very patient with us hallelujah so he says therefore when you come together in one place it is not to eat the lord's supper and now we're going to find out why why they're no longer gathering together to eat of the lord's supper for in eating each one takes his own supper ahead of others and one is hungry and another is drunk what do you not have houses to eat and drink in Or do you despise the church of God and shame those who have nothing? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you in this? I do not praise you in this. (laughs) So what is he saying, my friends? This is what had happened. They were no longer receiving the Lord's Supper with revelation. Look what he said. They're treating it like it's just eating bread and drinking wine. They're treating it no different than if they're sitting down to the dinner table. And so they're, they're bringing, they're each bringing their own and, and treating it literally like supper. And some are getting full, even knowing that there's others there that weren't able to bring any bread. Some are getting drunk because they're drinking so much wine. So what does this show us, my friends, a total and complete lack of revelation and what the Lord's supper is to us. That was the heart of their problem. And because it had just become this thing of, of, of having mealtime at church, they were no longer focused on it. It had no longer become a priority because that's the thing, my friends, that we have to have revelation when we receive. Otherwise it is no different than just having snack time. And I want to encourage you with this too, that when we, when we have loved ones who, who are sick, or who who their their health is failing or or co-workers or other people that we know it's it's important that we don't just tell them if you've already had a revelation of how the Lord brings healing through the communion and we're going to talk more about that because amen he does that's why Jesus's body was broken if you've had that revelation, and, and you've experienced it. It's important that we don't just tell other people, hey, just receive the Lord's Supper. Just take the Lord's Supper. We need to share revelation with them. Okay, you don't have to preach an hour-long podcast like I'll probably end up doing. <laughs> Amen. But just share with them like the first truths that opened up your eyes. You, know, you can share the scripture with them and, and and share your own testimony. The Bible says we overcome by the by the blood of the Lamb and the Word of our testimony. So see, we always have to have Jesus' finished work there. It's not really a testimony if it doesn't point to Jesus and his finished work, the blood of the Lamb. But so we want to have revelation first, right? And then share that with others. You know, you could share this podcast with them. You can, um, share it. There's a, there's all kinds of, uh, resources out there. You can go to josephprinceministries, uh, dot org. And he has several, um, little booklets on the Holy communion. And I love to hand these out because they're short enough. You can finish one in, in, in a sitting, my friends. And this one is called eating your way to wholeness. A Practical Guide to the Holy Communion. You know, you can sit down and read these with your loved ones. Um, But anyways, as we see, (laughs) I was a little bunny trail. uh, And I believe that was uh, intentionally for someone. My friends, when we go on these bunny trails, we go on them because your daddy God has a specific word that he knows you needed to hear right? As we said, we're here with Jesus. Jesus is here with us in spirit. The Holy Spirit is here leading us and guiding us. And he knows what you need to hear. He knows what's going to bless you and benefit you. And that's why we, we go down these bunny trails with him, right? Cause he's leading us. So we see that their problem was a lack of revelation. And so they just came and and just received just to do it. And, and how many times does that happen in the church? where communions being passed around, you know, in some churches, the churches I grew up in, it's passed around to you and everyone just takes a little cup of juice and takes a little, a little cracker or a little piece of bread. Uh, I've been to other churches where you go up front and you receive, and it's like everyone else is doing it. So everyone goes up and takes it. But who all has, I wonder now because I know that there were times I received and I didn't have any revelation. So we don't want to receive just because it's what everybody's doing, right? But we do want to receive right true revelation of the Lord's Supper will give us a desire and a want to receive So that's the problem. So because that's the problem. What does Paul do? How do you fix that? That problem? He gives it to them again Listen, he says for I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you So he already he just said I received directly from Jesus about the importance And the revelation behind the Lord's Supper. And since he says that which I also delivered past tense to you. We know that he had at one time already shared this with the Corinthians. But when he hears what's going on in the church. He realizes okay they've they've lost sight of the revelation. What do they need? They need to hear it again. What do we often mention? That we need the renewal of our mind. My friends it's not enough to hear something once. We do need to hear the gospel of grace constantly, these powerful revelations. We need to hear them again and again and and come back to the word and let the Lord uh, renew our minds. And, And like I said, I've been studying this particular passage for over a decade and the Lord has given me fresh revelation on it. Amen. And every time we have a fresh revelation, every time I have a fresh revelation, I just can't wait to receive again. In fact, I went downstairs and received the Lord's supper again with my husband because I was just like, I mean, yes, I could also receive on my own, but we love to receive together. It brings unity in our marriage. Hallelujah. Amen. And I'll tell you, my husband, I've been through some tough, tough times and that Jesus has held us together. And we do often receive of the Lord's Supper together. And as we just saw, that promotes unity. Amen. So Paul says that I'm giving to you, right? I'm basically giving to you what I've already given to you before. But you need a reminder. Amen. That the Lord Jesus, on the same night on which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Now, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time here because we already did in our first Holy Communion uh, podcast of the year. And if you did not hear that, it's it's podcast number 168. It's titled, The Lord's Supper is the Key to Receiving of the Lord's Love and Faithfulness. My friends, because that's what this is. We, we are celebrating the Lord's outpouring, the very fullness of his love for us. When he laid down his life, the fullness of his faithfulness to us, my friends, that he loved us all the way to the pouring out of his life. Amen. That's what we're celebrating. And look, as he says, we do this in remembrance of him, remembrance of him. I want you to keep this in mind, this phrase, do this in remembrance of me. Say that with me, do this in remembrance of me, right? In remembrance of Jesus, not in remembrance of me or you, that me stands for Jesus. And he also says the body, uh, that the bread is his body, which is broken for us. Now, I know growing up when, when we received of communion, we, we understood that the blood was about the forgiveness of sins, but the, the bread, honestly, we kind of just took it. There was like no no revelation. It's just they were there, so we, we took them both. It's in the Bible, so we took them both, but there was no revelation that the bread actually represented the body of Christ. And we're going to hear more about that coming up as well. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Say new covenant, in my blood. This do as Often as you drink it in remembrance of me, there's that beautiful phrase again. And remembrance of who, and remembrance of what, and remembrance of Jesus. And what is the blood for to give us the new covenant? We're no longer under the covenant that was given at Mount Sinai, my friends. We are under the new covenant that you can find in Hebrews chapter 8, and the clause of that covenant that makes it. All happen because of the blood of Jesus Christ is that God declares your sins and your lawless deeds I remember no more I think we should read that again I know we did in that other podcast but we're gonna read it again because this is our new covenant for I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their lawless deeds I remember no more my friends, because he remembered them in the body of his son. His justice is now on your side demanding that your sins not be remembered anymore because they were already remembered and punished in Jesus. You know, God's righteousness is on your side demanding that you are righteous. That's what happens when you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. His sacrifice became your sacrifice. His punishment became your punishment, my friends. The punishment we all deserve, he took it for us. So now we get to receive the blessings and the favor that he deserved. Hallelujah. So this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes, right? And, and we've kind of already touched on that. And did you notice that twice as often, as often, my friends, you can receive of the Lord's supper as often as you want. Jesus said, as often as you do this, you're thinking about me. I don't know about you, but I want to think about Jesus a lot. <laughs> Amen. And, um, and it says that we are proclaiming the Lord's death till he comes, but till he, because when he comes and gets us, we're not going to need to do this to remember him anymore, right? We'll be with him. We'll have the fullness of of the life that he's given us. Our bodies will be transformed, my friend. You know, it's the only thing left. Your spirit has already been completely transformed, has been perfected. You are the very righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But I don't have to tell you that your body. Your mind, your emotions still need some transforming and we can begin to receive that here on earth. Just as it says in 3 John 2, beloved, I pray that you would prosper in all things and be in good health even as your soul prospers. Which means as our soul is prospering, we can expect our body to begin prospering. But it is when Jesus will call us up that we will get the fullness of a brand new forever young, forever healthy body but we don't have to wait till then. So we're going to keep going to receive my friends, receive the Lord's supper to proclaim his death. Why? His death is our victory. The death of Jesus Christ is the foundation by which we have been made righteous. We have been justified. We have been forgiven. We are now blessed. We are now children of God. We have a new identity. Your old man has passed away. My friends, his, his death is our victory. In every way, in every area, receive of the Lord's Supper and proclaim your victory. Hallelujah. And you know what, my friends? We are going to have to stop right there. Oh, my goodness. I know it's so hard to do because Jesus has so much for us. And I know we just love to be here and be in his presence, but of course you can continue to still be in his presence. Um, But uh, my time is up. So I'm going to have to let you go and we will pick this up again next time and get right back into this beautiful word that the Lord has for us. All right, my friends, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you, smiling on you, my friend. See that your daddy God is always smiling on you, and granting you his peace. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all. Till next time, keep on living, loving, laughing in grace.